Hello, everyone. Welcome to the CanadianGameDevs.com quarantine podcast, episode number 135. <laughs> it's day seven of me not leaving my house. Steve, how long have you been in your house? Uh, I mean, I've left a couple times to go grocery shopping, um, but I think it's been since pretty much, yeah, Friday two weeks ago. So Jeez. Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, set nine days. This is day, because we're, we're on Saturday right now, right? Day yeah. eight. This is day eight. This is day eight for Steve. Uh, if you don't know, CanadianGameDevs.com podcast is a weekly show covering all the games made in Canada and the people create them. Under normal circumstances, it's usually a really fun time. Well, it's still going to be a fun time. But under all of us, or I guess above all of us, is the cloud of COVID-19 disease spreading through our country, prohibiting us from doing fun things, except <laughs> playing video games. You can still play video games. Yeah, it's too bad uh, that calling it Wuhan or obviously Chinese virus and, and all that stuff is is bad and insensitive because Wuhan is so close to, to Wu-Tang and you could really, it, it, you could make a lot of fun little songs and references about it, but you shouldn't be calling it that. You should be calling no, it that. No, I've, I've heard so many bad ones, Steve. I think the worst one I heard was, um, I don't know if I should say it, Lung Pao Sicken. Oh my God. <laughs> also, Kung Flu is going around. Don't say any of those. They're funny, uh, but you know, we yeah. don't want to feed into any of that xenophobia. And- NBA champion Jeremy Lin said that he doesn't care about the Spanish flu, all this stuff. Also, to compare to the Spanish flu is so stupid because it's like a hundred years ago when like no one except for white males had rights. So it's just like also oh, people back then called it Spanish flu. Also, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a Spanish flu. It was first, yeah, it was in like uh, Ohio or something, right? Yeah, but everyone else was like covering up that they had it, and Spain was the first one like, hey, we have this disease coming out. It's just rocking us right now. <laughs> yeah, and then so like, oh, I guess it's the Spanish flu. So, so it doesn't even make yeah. Jer- so yeah, NBA champion Jeremy Lin tweeted maybe Graham, I forgot that basically you know people his, people he knows and loves are, are getting harassed and and whatnot because of people you know they're, they're calling it the Chinese flu and everyone's just blaming China for it and stuff like that. Um, so don't do that. Call it COVID nineteen. Wash your hands. Yeah. Stay inside. Call it coronavirus. Play some video games. If you're going to call out China for anything, do it for their detention of Uyghur Muslims and forced labor. Don't call yeah, them out for yeah, exactly. diseases. Yeah, Everyone can get diseases. Yeah. All right. Let's get back to this. Um, events. They're all canceled. No, I'm kidding. There's, uh, <laughs> I think, GameCon 2020, that student showcase, still going on. Let me check the event right. Oh, see yeah. if they're still letting you get tickets. But... Oh, no, it's been deleted. Yeah, I assume that's canceled. And GameXP <laughs> was canceled. Is Iconotopia canceled? You know, there's there are some virtual stuff going on. I did. I don't know specifics. Also, if you hear a baby crying in the background, it's obviously my baby. Um, mm-hmm. Heather's watching it, though. Um, but I, I, I don't know specifics, but check. If you had an event going on, I think it was, uh, I want to say it was... Um, it was the oh man, I'm blanking on now. But basically, just check to see if the the events that you were normally attending or wanted to attend, if they have some sort of online sort of thing going on. Because I've seen mm-hmm. that a lot happening, where people are kind of streaming stuff online or doing their doing their talks online. GDC people were just kind of posting their GDC talks and stuff online. So um, there is there is stuff to do. Obviously, we live. Imagine that this was happening in like 1995. We would be. Mm-hmm. We'd be screwed. We don't have the internet. I don't even know what people did back then. And I lived... Probably read or... Did you read books? Uh, yeah. I mean, I still... I played Sega Genesis, really. Yeah, you could just play the same Sega game over and over again for weeks. Although you might be too... 
young to really remember, but there was the like power outage of like 2003 or two. Do you remember? Do you remember this? No, I don't remember this. So, so in 2002 or 2003 in the summer, the whole like Eastern seaboard of North America just went out and lost power for like at least half a day. I think some places, remote places up to like three or four days. And I remember I was working at Taco Bell at the time and they just sent us home. And then my mom and I, my mom, dad and I played Euchre for like eight hours under candlelight because we had no power. We couldn't do it. Hmm. So. Interesting. Iconotopia is still letting you buy tickets. It's happening May 14th to 16th. So they're obviously banking on this wrapping up in a month, which I don't think it will. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, so just don't go to any events. It's also yeah. socially irresponsible. Stay home, go online, watch some GDC talks. All of uh, Unity's uh, pro tutorials are free. Um, Adobe is giving out Creative Cloud for free for three months or two months or something. Um, yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff you can do at home. Oh, is that actually happening? I saw some tweet where it's just like, so nice of Adobe to offer their thing for free. All you got to do is download a VPN, go to Pirate Bay and and and, and download it. I didn't know. Yeah, was no, it's an actual, something. it's oh, an right. actual thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can do all that, but don't go to any events. Yeah. Should we do some news, Steve? We should. We got three, three this week for you. Well, I guess one of these is kind of pointless. Assassin's Creed Odyssey was free this past weekend. You could have downloaded it. You probably didn't because it's a poo game and <laughs> you should download something else. <laughs> yeah. How much of it, how many, how much of it have you played? Oh, I haven't even downloaded it yet. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. There's, there's just quite better f- games you should there's be There's quite a few free games going on, too. I saw Steam has a couple free games. Tomb Raider. I yeah, think Tomb Raider, Definitive Edition, Tomb Raider, Temple of Osiris. Nuclear Throne was free. Or no, it was a dollar. I think they made it a dollar. So um, I don't know how long this stuff's, how the, how long this free games is going to last, but, you know, check your, check the Discord, because I know people are posting in the Discord as well, if you really want yeah. like, up, up-to-date stuff. You know what else is free, Steve? What's that? Apex Legends. Yeah, sure. Let's you can play, play like a thousand hours of it and, and give them no money. Right? <laughs> oh, they're fine. I think EA is doing just fine. No, man. Call of Duty is going to, to clear them out. Clear out EA? Well, clear out Apex Legends. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Can, Apex can is it, still doing pretty well. Can Battle Royale survive on... Four, like, there's four, right? Four major ones. Fortnite, PUBG, Apex. Fortnite, PUBG, Apex. And Call of Duty. Call of, I wouldn't call Call of Duty's major until I see, like... 10 or 15 million users sustained over at least a month. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because when you stack up Fortnite and Apex's launches, um, Apex got more players faster and held on to them, whereas Fortnite slow build for a while and has just held held what they've built every month. Mm. Um, So I could see Call of Duty, you know, it's the hot new thing, a bunch of people stream it. If it's here in two to three months, I'll be impressed. Because no one talks about the Black Ops, what, four Battle Royale? Yeah, yeah. But that's also because they release new Call of Duties every year. Yeah. Call of Duty Warzone Activision's new Battle Royale game that released less than two weeks ago, this was written yesterday, has more than 30 million players, the publisher announced on Friday. That makes it one of the fastest-growing free-to-play titles in the industry, pairing on par with Battle Royale competitor Apex Legends, which hitched 25 million players after its first week back in February 2019. So it took them a month to hit 30? Two weeks, I guess. Two weeks to hit 30, and it took Apex a month to hit 25? Uh, after it's fir- No, Apex was 25 after one week, and war- and Call of Duty is 30 million after two weeks. Okay, so we'll see, uh, we'll see how long they can sustain that. Obviously, it's Call of Duty. It's going to do well. 
but yeah, the the battle royale genre is. What do you say? What do you say when something's like filled with too much water that you can't hold water anymore? Oversaturated. That's the mm-hmm. word I'm looking for. Mm. That's it's not water specific, but no, filled to the brim. I think is what you're thinking of. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Next bit of news: uh, Dreamscaper Prologue coming to Steam next month for free. This is a free prologue to the game Dreamscaper, which we uh, talked about on our wish list this last week. April 8th, you can download this for free, check out the first little bit of the game, get a feel for it. Dreamscaper stars Cassidy, a young woman trapped in a deep depression. Of course it is, it's an indie game. Players dive into her subconscious and take on the nightmare she wrestles with using hack and slash combat combined with lucid powers, surreal dream attacks and abilities that manipulate the elements, warp space, and even control time. Uh, it's currently set to release this summer on Steam and Nintendo Switch, uh, Afterburner Studios with some developers in Kingston, Ontario. Uh, and they say it's heavily inspired by games like The Binding of Isaac, which is weird because it doesn't look anything like The Binding of Isaac. Yeah, interesting. But I guess mechanically, that's what they're inspired by. So yeah, check that out. Uh, add it to your wish list, and you'll get a notification when the prologue's available. And yeah. Last bit of news today, probably the biggest bit of Canadian indie gaming news in the last little while. Yes. Sabotage Studio, the developers of 2018's critically acclaimed game, The Messenger, have announced their next project, Sea of Stars, uh, set to release in March 2022. (laughs) So probably after the coronavirus pandemic has died down. Oh, God, I hope so. Uh Per the Steam store description, Sea of Stars, quote, tells the story of two children of the solstice who will combine the powers of the sun and moon to perform eclipse magic, the only force capable of fending off the monstrous creations of the evil alchemist known as the Fleshmancer. So here's what I'm getting from this, Steve. The messenger was very obviously trying to go after the feeling of Ninja Gaiden. Yep. This, and from their description of it, appears to be going after the feeling of 90s, you know, turn-based RPGs, like, um, uh, what's a good... That's a uh, Final Fantasy VII and stuff, right? No? Yeah, yeah. I feel it more like uh, more like Super Nintendo RPGs. So more I'm, like Super I'm thinking, Nintendo RPGs? Yeah, I'm thinking more like Fire, Fire Breath and... Or not Fire Breath. What's the Fire Emblem? No, Capcom no. has one, but Chrono Trigger, um, okay. for sure. I want to know what this Capcom one is. There's like the game looks gorgeous, though. The, it has dynamic lighting. So, you know, when it's like a, what Octopath Traveler did, where, like, it's pixel art, but everything is really well lit. Like, like it's sort of like a soft light, and the, everything yeah. has shadows, but it's still pixel art. It's really, really pretty. Breath, Breath of Fire was the game I was thinking of. Breath of so Fire. I can, I they can launched their Kickstarter, and I think, I think when I checked, it was within a couple hours, had already hit their 130000 Canadian dollar goal. Yeah. Uh, and let me check right now. As of recording on Saturday, March 21st at 8 p.m., it's at 280000 of their $130,000 goal with almost 6,000 backers. And let's so see. They hit their... their first stretch goal was a single-player plus mode and a boss dungeon mode. Or bonus dungeon, sorry. Uh, and at 350000 Canadian, they will do in-game full cinematics. So they'll hit that for sure. Easy. Um, they have 27 days. Seven days left, yeah. Uh, the first pledge to get the game at is $25 Canadian. Uh, and, oh, man, they always have fun bottom tiers. They're all no longer eligible. But their top one, for $2,000, uh, you could design one of the characters in the game, uh, get a double vinyl of the game's soundtrack, 
really high place in the credits, yada, yada, yada. Ten copies of the game to just dish out to your friends. There's always really fun last, um, you know, tiers on Kickstarters. Yeah, it looks like the $25 one is the one that gets you a copy of the game. Mm-hmm. And there's only 909 left, so... Yeah, I just now. did. I just did a little bit of math, and the average, like, the average, uh, not donation, but the average Kickstarter is like forty-seven dollars, which seems pretty high. But I guess some of these, like, what's the like largest one? What do you get? I always, I always like looking at the the last one. There's one person who bet two thousand dollars or more. Yeah, you will get to design the Crypt Walker with us and choose its name. I just did all this, Steve. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I wasn't. I was. No, that's okay. That's okay. But get ten copies. So yeah, still pretty. This, cool. I like how they jump from like a hundred and sixty dollar tier to the two thousand dollar tier. Yeah, this uh, this looks dope though. Like I really liked Messenger. I thought mm-hmm. you know I was a big Ninja Gaiden fan. Back you got all the day. trophies, right? Uh, yeah, I platinumed it. I didn't get the. I never did go back. I should re-download it because that they free had the DLC. Free, yeah, exactly. I never did do that because by the time I platinumed it, I was like, okay, I'm done. You know, I'm done with the game. Um, I should go back and get the last couple of trophies, but yeah, I, I like when big games do free DLC like that. Yeah. Just like your favorite game, uh, Celeste. Um, and but Dead yeah, Cells. this, this looks so dope. Like I, I'm so excited. And then like, and then I saw it was March, 2022 or whatever. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like, so I this is definitely like just starting production. Yeah. I, which is weird. Cause I guess Messenger is Messenger was 2018, right? Technically, yeah. But, and then the and then the first free or the big free DLC pack came out last summer. Yeah, so I guess they worked on the DLC and stuff like that. And and they're obviously a smaller team and stuff. I just thought it'd be a little bit sooner because like obviously that date's not set in stone. It could very easily be like fall 2020. That's Sorry, two fall. years from tomorrow. Yeah. What are we gonna be doing two years from tomorrow, Steve? Will I be alive? God, I hope so because you do a lot of work for the site and podcasts and stuff. Oh, thanks. Me too. But I mean, COVID might just like wipe us out. So, it might. I'm in the safe range. I think you are too. Yeah. For age. Yeah. Yeah. How old do you think I? Yes, of course. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how old you are. I don't want to guess because that's kind of. Oh, I'm 33. Mm. I think the the oh, age yeah, the danger age is like 50 or no 60 and above, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so, though a 51 year old died in Ontario, so I mean. Ah, they probably ob- smoked or something. It's obviously serious too, by the way. Um, yeah. Yeah, this. I mean, this looks this looks so dope. When I saw this, I was I was super happy that this is like kind of the way they wanted to go. Um, it's always I always like when you know developers kind of it's a completely different game in terms of like what the messenger was, um, mm-hmm. but and, still has that aesthetic of like a modern version of a classic game. Yeah, I'm excited to see how it kind of ties into the messenger because they say it's sort of like a prequel mm-hmm. thing to it. So yeah. You know, there, there's still obviously a lot to do. I'm assuming when the Kickstarter finishes, they'll probably just go like radio silent for a solid year and a bit um, before probably they get a publisher, Devolver, yeah. cough, cough. <laughs> maybe. I mean, maybe that's one of the. I mean, if they kickstart enough, they might not need a publisher. Nah, they always get a publisher anyway. Really? Double Fine kickstarted Psychonauts two, and they got bought by Xbox. Yeah, that's fair. They'll always. What was another one? Chicory. I kickstarted that game, and they're getting published by Finji. Um, yeah, they, they'll, they'll find a publisher anyway. Right. Um, yeah, maybe they'll get bought by Xbox or PlayStation or Nintendo. Ooh. Nintendo doesn't buy studios. Yeah, I guess you're right. 
Yeah, they, they do just contract out studios. Yeah, I guess they just do the double the like the second party stuff like with uh, the Luigi's Mansion people and stuff. And uh, Metroid Prime Four is being developed in Texas. Retro, yeah, Retro Studios by is Retro. Owned by, I, think, I think that's owned, I think they bought owned. it. I think so. Okay, I might be interesting. Wrong. I might be wrong. But yeah, Sabotage Studio. Follow them at Sabotage QC Quebec City. Haha. Sea uh, of Stars doesn't have their own. Wait, do they have their own Twitter? They might have made that. I don't like when they make one so many. Oh, they did make their own. It's Sea of Stars game, all lowercase. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't like to it keep when they the do. branding or whatever. But I, I like guess. it when they just have one. Although, yeah, I was talking to. This is going back on the podcast when I was talking to. Um, oh, I'm blanking on her name, but she's a marketing person. She recommended to just get all of the social for your game and everything mm-hmm. that you kind of own. Just you might as well. You might as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that's what they're doing. I don't know. Uh, Retro Studios is owned by Nintendo. Hmm. So. Well, that's good to know. That's it for the news. Uh, let's plug some games. Let's do it. Uh, Pixelmatic over on the West Coast. Still looking for a senior Unity engineer and a lighting artist. Just contract position. Uh, again, all these are on our website. So like third post down from the top. Or just kinginginups.com slash jobs. Stitch Media in Toronto is looking for a technical artist and a Unity developer. Clipwire Games in Toronto is looking for a 2D mobile game UI artist and a lead programmer. Certain Affinity in Toronto is looking for a gameplay programmer and then a senior gameplay programmer and then a lead designer. And Canuck Play in Peterborough, all positions in studio, is looking for a senior Unity game developer, Unity game developer, a Unity technical animator, and a QA tester. You could work on Doug Flutie's Maximum Football 2020. And you should. I don't know what these other people are doing. Certain Affinity is probably doing freelance for Halo Infinite or whatever. We know what we're. We know what uh, Pixel is doing. Oh yeah, Pixelmatic's doing that big, fancy space game. space game. Do you like space and games? Go work for Pixelmatic. <laughs> what is? I forget. Let's let's actually. The game's do... called Infinite Fleet. Yeah, there you go. Coming out. Um, no date as of yet. But it's an MMO RTS. Sick. Yeah, check those out on our site. Canadianevs.com slash jobs. Now it's time for my favorite segment every week. Wishlist this. If you don't know, this segment was inspired by when I first started, Brett and Steve, rest in peace, Brett, would frequently, <laughs> while we were recording, wishlist games that they were talking about. So I was like, all right, I'm going to every week crowdsource. Sometimes crowdsource, sometimes I just find them. Three Canadian games that you can add to a wishlist right now. And we got to do that. Are you ready to do that, Steve? I can't wait. Oh wait, hold. On. Let me uh, let me open up Steam, as everyone should be doing right now if they are able to. I mean, if you're listening to this on the, well, you shouldn't be on the subway right now, anyways. But yeah, don't go outside. To, yeah, so you should be just in front of your computer, or whatever, just listening to this or playing. You some might games. be like folding laundry or something, but you could put the laundry down, walk over to your computer, open Steam. There's a Steam app too, isn't there, on your phone? I'm yeah, sure you can do this while you could stop where you are, pull out your phone. And add these to your wish list. While you're doing that, go on to iTunes and just give us five stars. Just review yeah, us. Yeah, give us a rate, rate and review. We have, I don't think we've gotten a review in a little bit, but we got some good reviews. But, you know, it's Way what more. feeds my soul. More. More. You know the uh, the Kylo Ren meme? You what? You don't watch TikTok. You're not, you're not that young, are you? No, I don't watch TikTok. No. The only time okay, I watch it... TikTok is when it infiltrates the, the Twitter. Do. Yeah, Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, or Reddit. Yeah, I always see like the top TikToks from like two weeks ago. And then, like, two weeks later, I see them on Twitter. I'm like, oh, this is the cycle. Yeah. Regurgitated content. 
pretty much. Um, but yeah, so there's a there's a TikTok <clears throat> meme where, where Kylo Ren in like episode eight, he's like, I want every gun we have trained on that. More power, more. Oh, yeah, and then yeah. they just keep repeating the, the audio more. I don't know where I was going with that, but the first game you should wishlist this week is Bootleg Systems uh, coming to us from Neonable. Neonable? Neonable. It's either Neonable or Neonable in Montreal, Quebec. Bootleg Systems is a cyberpunk first-person shooter and puzzle platformer. The game features a single-player immersive storyline, retro sci-fi universe, and the game-changing clone gun. Um, So there's also a demo of this game. You can give it a try. Uh, It appears to mainly revolve around this, this, this clone gun mechanic where you shoot something, and then when you shoot again, you shoot that thing, it looks like. Yeah. It's not a great trailer. It's like 30, 20 seconds, but... The graphics kind of got me in general anyways, because it's all neon and looking cool. Oh, it's very stuff. neon. Oh, man, this, this Steam page, though, has nothing on it. No gifts. Are you listening, Neonable? Neonable? It doesn't There's even have anything about the game. Um, It's going to have partial controller support and closed captions. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah. it does it does look cool. Their Steam page needs a little bit of work, but it looks mm-hmm. pretty neat. Yeah, you're like cloning like a dumbbell or whatever, and then just shooting dumbbells afterwards. So I don't I can't tell though from this if it's a oh no they say puzzle pl- platformer. Okay, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure yeah. if it's like it's like a first person puzzle platformer. So it's like Portal, but instead of portals, it's cloning stuff and very neon. Yeah, no, I like it was it. a South by Southwest 2017 nominee for single player game. 2017, eh? Yes, they've been working on this for a while. Yeah, sure, sure. All right, Neonable, Neon you got that plug. And Steve, is it on the wish list? I, I did add it to the wish list, yes. Perfect. All right, next game I want to highlight for everyone here today. Cuphead, the delicious last course. Now, I'm bending some rules a bit here. This is a DLC, uh, and it's coming out this year, supposedly. They can take as much time as they need. They're fine. Uh, from Studio MDHR in Oakville, Ontario. Cuphead and Mugman are joined by Miss Chalice for a DLC add-on adventure on a brand new island. With new weapons, new charms, Miss Chalice's brand new abilities take on a new cast of multifaceted, screen-filling bosses to accept Chef Saltbaker in Cuphead's final challenging quest. Is this going to be his last quest? I don't believe you. You're definitely working on Cuphead 2 or like that Netflix TV show. But you just got to say it for the Steam description. I, they have to be working on a Cuphead 2. You know? I gotta imagine. I was surprised when they even announced the DLC. I thought you would just jump right into to doing Cuphead Two, like just right away, just get it. Like as quickly. what did they sell? Five million copies? Something ridiculous. Yeah. Oh a my lot. god. Yeah. So I'm so, surprised they went the DLC route, especially because it's not like it came out that soon afterwards. Like Cuphead came yeah, this out will two be years ago, right? 2017, wasn't it? Did it? I don't know. It kept getting delayed, so that's uh, that's why I'm. Hold on, Cuphead see. came out September 29th, 2017. Yeah, yeah so, so this will be this could be four years after the game or three three years after the game came out. We get the <laughs> DLC, which is weird for DLC, right? Like, I would I would just slap. The, I would just be like, all right, this. I would just play off like, oh, this got too much bigger than we were anticipating, mm-hmm. and just just slap a two on this. <laughs> like, I would just I would just do that. Well, um, Cuphead took them like. A decade so they could probably and they've refined their process a lot for whatever they do next it has to be that style though you know yeah i mean that or you kind of take another style of stuff but the thing is like 
they just did this so well and mm-hmm. nothing has really you, you don't really see copycats of it you know except like, for that one game do you remember that one that what blew up on twitter they very obviously aped cuphead no i, oh, I didn't know oh, no, I, was, I was just thinking like this came out yeah three years ago i guess it's like two and a half years ago because it was like it was, it was called, called enchanted portals enchanted portals no i never heard of that yeah it straight up aped everything everything cuphead did i'll send you the picture picture on discord but uh yeah this game i remember it got memed it was october last year they this trailer came out oh my god and uh they said that they were inspired <laughs> heavily inspired by cuphead but they just straight off rip off so much of it yeah like is it actually this looks just like it's the same genre too mm-hmm. yeah it is it's a 2d you know boss rush called? Thing? yeah boss rush thing that's not even like a popular genre <laughs> So you copied yeah, the graphic style, but also, yeah, this is the exact same thing. And they did the graphics worse, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh my god. They must. They must have just got ripped apart. Oh, the they did. It was bad. It was bad. But is it still like going? Yeah, they're still working on it. Yeah, all right. Is Cuphead the delicious, delicious last course on your wish list? Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't. I'm not. I wish list it. You know, always want to help the developers. I'm not going to play it on Steam though. I already own the game on Xbox, so I just, I would just play it on Xbox. Okay. I'll though I might not even. Xbox I might too. be giving my Xbox away, so I might not even. This might be it. a Game Pass game. You never know. Yeah, it's true. Cuphead's not on Game Pass though. Surprisingly. No, it's very rarely. The discounts are very rare, and uh, they well, they I, know what they got. Oh, Cuphead's on Switch too. I guess so. Yeah, that was huge. Yeah. Still no PlayStation, though. Is Cuphead own? I remember there was a story where they're just like, Cuphead won't ever come to PlayStation, but Cup, but like the brand isn't owned by Xbox, so like Cuphead 2 could technically. I wonder if that... I like, don't know, but but Cuphead did come to nin- Nintendo, so... Yeah, Xbox and Nintendo are kind of like being little besties, though. You can pop Microsoft achievements on your Nintendo Switch, and like the achievement thing comes up. That blew my mind. I was, I was wondering. Yes. Yeah, if you play... Microsoft, uh, sorry, Minecraft, using your Microsoft account on Switch, you earn Xbox achievements on Nintendo Switch. I got something to say about achievements in, in Nintendo and Animal Crossing, by the way. I do too, and I think <laughs> we have two very different opinions about it, but we'll get to that at the end. Last game I want to highlight for everyone here today. Uh, this one also comes out of Montreal. Montreal <laughs> is uh, Lunark <laughs> releasing To Be Determined from Canary Games uh, in Montreal. Uh, Lunark is a 2D cinematic platformer in the vein of 80s and 90s classics. Run, jump, hang, climb, roll, and shoot your way through the mysterious alien ruins. A flying penitentiary, a high-tech megalopolis, and a majestic forest. Um, no gifts in the Steam description, but that's okay. They have some, you know, more text down there. The game looks really good. I'm really digging, uh, the style a lot. Uh, I don't know if you're looking at the Steam page right now, but you can see... Um, when like someone's talking to you, it comes up and it's like a more focused, clear picture of their face. But for the rest of the time, it's a very, very, it's not, no, it's not eight bit, but it's like very low. Like the character looks like maybe 40 or 50 pixels. Yeah. It was, uh, it reminds me of kind of, you know, the, um, all the, like the, oh man, what I'm trying to say here, like the loser, yeah. Leisure, leisure suit Larry games from like way back in the day, like the late '80s and '90s, like when I would play on like you know floppy disks, games on those. It looks great. Yeah, I'm down with it. 
Um, I really dig it. And you can see the later screenshots at the end. There's like cutscenes that are more detailed, but still pixel art. Getting some Prince of Persia vibes too, like the 2D Prince of Persia. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I get that. I watched um, a cool Ars Technica video on Prince of Persia and how he did all the animations in that. Just like VHS taping his brother doing stuff and then like drawing over it with Sharpie. Oh my God, really? Yeah, it was really cool. They do, they do uh, this series on YouTube called War Stories. It has, has a lot of cool ones. They, they're, my favorite one they've ever done is they did one on uh, how to make Crash Bandicoot. They sort of just hacked the PS1. But um, yeah, they did a good one on Prince Persia. But anyway, Loon Arc, or maybe it's Lunark. Lunark, I'm having trouble with pronouncing things today, but L-U-N-A-R-K is uh, available to wishlist <coughs> on Steam. And did you, Steve? I did. Perfect. Um, yeah, I, I like, I like how you think looking at this, by the way, I like how this section also turns into how you just review steam pages. <laughs> it did turn into that just a little bit. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. I'm, Everyone needs help because it's hard to make a good steam page and stand out. I'm down yes. with this. I would want this game on switch. I feel mm. like. I would want mm-hmm. this on a portable or Vita, but obviously on your nothing. PlayStation Vita. On my, on, but nothing comes to Vita anymore, so it's fine. No, Except that's for, true. Except for a game we're going to talk about later, actually. Yeah, we will. Um, That's it for Wishlist This. If you want your game featured on this segment, uh, tweet at us or uh, email us, hop on our Discord, PM me. Just get it get it to me. And uh, I want to talk about it. DM you on Instagram. Yeah, you could do that. Steven.Riley, all lowercase. Um, anyway, you want to get it to me. We want to talk about your game. And then we'll tweet about it. And we've gotten lots of love for those tweets, so hoping to help out some Canadian indies and non-indies. We've talked about bigger games, but that's usually when I struggle to find an indie. Shh. Um, <laughs> time for our latest segment on the podcast introduced by Steve last week. Do we have a better name for it yet than vintage Canadian indie? Uh, I like you're using the term retro. I like, uh, no, I, but I don't have a name for it yet. It's just, it's all right, just let's do, what do we call it? Retro hype. Retro hype. It's see, retro though. See, because retro while, in my head is like Super Mario Bros. No, that's fair. For a while, what I used to like, I used to have a part of the site or like a, a thing I would do every day, which was just Throwback Thursday. But we mm. kind of post this on Mondays for patrons. By the way, Patreon.com/slash Canadian Game Devs. I don't know if we really pimped that out yet. Um, and then and then everyone else on Tuesdays. So mm-hmm. imagine you listen to this on Thursday, Throwback mm-hmm. Thursday. Uh, but basically just the section, you know, just to give a shout out to a game that it's been a couple of years, two or three years or whatever that, you know, you probably Canadian have game. Bar- yeah, but Canadian, obviously uh, buried in your buried in your Steam library, your PlayStation library or whatever. Uh, and just to, you know, maybe redownload it, maybe revisit it. Maybe you get those last couple of achievements in there or whatever. Um, but this week, Guacamelee, uh, I think, is 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 the one I would kind of direct people to mm. drink it's on boxes. Sale. Oh, I'm sure it is. Uh, I mean, Guacamelee has been free. Like, I'm, I'm pretty everywhere. sure everywhere you could possibly get it. Um, it's also like on every, like it's on Vita, it's on PS3, it's on Xbox One, it's on, it's on everything. Uh, and obviously, there's Guacamelee too. I think I like Guacamelee one better, but yeah, Guacamelee for those who don't know is actually the reason why the site even exists. Um, but it's, it's from Drakebox Studios here in Toronto. Uh, you play as a Mexican kind of wrestler named Juan, who, Juan. who has to rescue his girlfriend or his wife. I forget. It's the it's the mayor's daughter. Isn't that your? I, aren't you? Are, I, is, I I don't know if she's your girlfriend. I can't remember. But it's basically a Metroidvania style game. But but unlike some of the like norm, other Metroidvanias, it has like 
kind of a pretty cool fighting system of like that deals with like combos and and stuff like that. It's just really smooth art style too, and, and it's just it's super fun. It was I was blown away when I was playing that game. Like I was playing it over like Christmas of that year, whatever year it was, 2014, and no. I just fell in love with it. Is it? No, it's got to be like it's old, old. Yeah, April 2013 is when the game yeah, came out. So I think Christmas 2013 is when I played it. Because I didn't play it when it came out. So mm. I might it actually might have been... Here, let me see. I can check I don't know when I played it either. You can check your trophies. I definitely remember playing it. I heard about it on Podcast Beyond. I think it was the first time I heard about it. Yeah, they and... they were hyping it up quite a bit because they, they were just... Colin and Greg were just kind of good buddies with drinkbox studios like they still kind of hype them up and uh mm-hmm. they love the vita obviously and it was a vita game mm-hmm. oh yeah so december actually christmas day 2013 is when i got the platinum huh for the first one <clears throat> um but it's awesome it's great you should download it i got all the trophies in 2015 so i think i might have been playing it 2014 2015 mm. not a hardcore gamer i see i remember no. as well like I'm looking at this like I download all the DLC too. Like as I was playing it, I was like, "No, I want this. I want this DLC." Like I was so in love with it. Um, and then the, they came up with the Super Turbo Championship Edition, which had a little bit of extras. Super Turbo Championship, Championship Edition. Edition. Wow, 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 wow. Um, then they did Severed, and then they went back to Guacamelee Two. I kind of I think they're you know I don't think I would want to see Guacamelee Three. I think when Two first came out, I was like, I want more of this. Now that it's been you know. A little while, I'm kind of like, no, I, I would like to see what they're doing next. Um, mm-hmm. Guacamelee 2, though, is like almost two years at this point, so I wonder if we'll be hearing what they'll say. I mean, it's kind of on the same time they hired, as the Messenger, um, right? They hired uh, Gabby Dorenzo, who did uh, art director on Super Crush KO and Mortician, um, Mortician's, Mortician's Tale from Laundry yeah. Bear Games. Yeah, so yeah. they're working on something. They're, they're, they're hiring. Yeah, so let's see. Um, that was a big grab for them. Yeah, they they uh, they haven't. They, they haven't announced haven't, anything. That's okay though. It. Take your time. I I'm in no rush. Drink Fox. I don't know if you guys are, but. By the way, time. did you see a short hike won the 2020 Independent Game Festival? Oh yeah, yeah. didn't it win two awards or three? Two or three? Maybe. It yeah, did. I think it won. It won more than one because uh, Adam on Twitter was like, "Thank you so much for all the awards." I was like, "Ooh, cool." Plural. Yeah, so it was nominated for three or. four. Four. Here, let's see. So excellence in visual. I don't know if any of these, which one of these are Canadian or not, but excellence in visual art went to Knights and Bikes. Excellence mm-hmm. in audio oh, went to uh, Metazone. Mutazone. Excellence in design went to Patrick's Paradox. Excellence in narrative went to Heaven's Vault. Heaven it. The Nouveau Award. I don't know what that means. Is the space between? Okay. Uh, best student game went to Boredom. B O R E space D O M E. And then the audience award, and then the grand prize went to a short hike. Yeah, there you go. It's so good, guys. Like, it's so good. You gotta yeah. play a short hike. I think it's on sale right now because of the all the Steam games that were nominated are on sale. Yeah, I wonder. What he, I wonder if he's working on porting it. Yeah, it's got to be coming to Switch. Like, that's such an easy flip to Switch. You know? Oh no, I missed the GDC sale. That's a bummer because I wanted to get a couple, but I don't. I don't need to buy any new games. Don't let me buy any new games. Stop buying no, games. wait, the sales... No, the sale's still going. It's just no, okay, well, stop it then. Just to close it. Close the sale? Yeah. No, to close <laughs> call up, the... Call up Gabe? 
<laughs> Gabe, I need you to turn this off or I'll buy something. He's like, oh, okay, Steven, I'll get right on that, wink. Uh, play a short Anyways. hike and then play Celeste and then play Guacamole again. Clean up those uh, achievements. Uh, go yeah. get the true ending. The true ending's good. Yeah, and get uh, and get the DLC and get uh, get get those achievements. I actually don't have 100% in Guacamole Super Turbo Championship Edition. Well, or I do. If you need help with any of them, I got them all on PlayStation and no, then I got a, all of them again on Xbox. It's a matter of I just don't have the DLC, so I just Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Let me see where where I have it. Yeah, it took me No, I completed it in 2 weeks. Got all the trophies. Yeah. By September October 2015. Interesting. It's a good game. Can I highlight a game for you, Steve? Please. Developed in Vancouver uh, by Clay, Clay, Clay like play. Uh I think Mark of the Ninja it was very well received and obviously very successful to launch all their other stuff, but I don't think we talk about it nearly enough because it's probably, let me think, let me think for a second and let me enter the mind palace. Yes. It's my favorite 2d stealth game ever made. Um, if you don't know, Mark of the Ninja is 2d stealth platformer features a gorgeous art style, a great cast of characters, and a truly delicious story. And I, I think everyone should should check it out. It's on essentially everything at this point. And I think they did one of those, like, champion... Not the championship edition, but it's, like, their version of that, like, definitive edition or something. Yeah, I see, uh, re- I see Mark of the Ninja remastered on... Remastered PS4. edition. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's on PS4, Switch, Xbox, Windows, Linux, 360, and Mac OS. You know, by the time it comes to Mac they've run out of stuff to port it to because oh, no well, one I mean, wakes up and like, I want to put my game on Mac. Or Linux. or Lin- Well, there's a, there's a very, very active... One of the questions, strangely enough, every time I go to convention to demo a game, there's always, every day, like three or four people, like, is it coming to Linux? Is it coming to Linux? Because really? there is a, a vicious... Not vicious. A starved Linux community <laughs> who wants games. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's something that always surprises me every time I'm at conventions and everyone's like, is it coming to Linux? And I'm like, no, sorry. You know, um, Mark of the Ninja is 50% off right now. I'm gonna, I'm buying it right now. On a PlayStation? On PlayStation 4, because I've actually never played it. It's so good. I definitely yeah. want to know what you think. It's, oh, it's oh, I'm, just, I'm looking at the screenshots now again, and I want to play it again. I don't think I got all the achievements. Um yeah, no, it's great. It uses so like you you throw stuff and it creates like distractions for guards. And you can like um, grab them and put them in closets and stuff. And you can a lot of upgrades to get. It's sitting at one thousand overwhelmingly positive reviews on Steam. How long is it? To eat it? Uh, it took me like four to five hours. Uh, I didn't really try to find everything in every level. I was just going through. You can find all these scrolls that sort of fill in more of the story. That's I didn't I do just, that. Yeah, I just bought it. I've never actually played it. I've heard a lot of good things from it uh, from them. From the game, I mean, because um, mm-hmm. I think when it first came out, wasn't it an Xbox exclusive? Wasn't it? One of those, yeah, it was. Uh, it was a summer. summer of arcade game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I never played it when it first came out, and then I think it just always sort of eluded um, you. You know, they did. They did. Uh, Don't starve after that, and I'm not a big Don't Starve fan because I'm I'm not a big like uh, rogue like game mm-hmm. person. Um, so I just I Clay hasn't really been on my radar. Mm-hmm. admittedly and and they've done more stuff other than don't starve and Mark yeah oxygen not included last year i just want to hype that up and hot lava hot the lava. Uh, apple arcade launch game and yeah. uh griffland what they're one of them they have something in early access on epic i think 
It's yeah. their like card game. I think it's Grifflands, yeah. And I think they really hit the. It was Shank. Shank one and Shank two, um, is when I think they kind of really got kind of in the the public eye for things. And I think I actually played one of the Shanks because I think it was a free game at some point. Oh, they ported um, N plus to PSP, three sixty, and DS. That's developed by MetaNet in Toronto. Yeah. Oh, actually, interesting. Shank, oh, Shank is one of my e games. Actually, I gotta fix that. Shank looks a lot like Mark of the Ninja. You can really see how that style translated. And then Don't Starve is like a hard left turn. Yeah, Shank 2 is one of those bullshit games that doesn't have a platinum either. You hate to see it. Mark of the Ninja, though. Oh, man, I was so... so. I can't remember if I said this, because I told so many... I told way more people this than I should have, because it's not really a big deal. But we had a gaming night at work a couple weeks ago, before we got shut down and uh mm-hmm. someone was playing bro force and i was looking at bro force i'm like yo this is actually this looks pretty solid and and then i looked at the trophies and the bro force trophies just like angered me so much like oh it, no they're garbage hey that's a canadian game it is i know it's tribute <laughs> no actually wait no is it yeah tribute isn't it no no that's um mercenary kings oh, I'm, I'm messing yeah, yeah, up yeah 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 my I, bad i like mercenary kings mercenary kings is pretty Broforce, I like I that too. Is, what's garbage? Know. What's garbage about the the Broforce trophies? There's like eight trophies, and they're all super low, um, super low percentages on PSM Broforce. So I was just like, what and they're guys, all bronze. What are you doing to me? No, there's two golds. Like the one gold has a 047 percent. Finish the hardcore campaign. Like Steve, <sighs> you're a slave to the trophies. I am. It's really. It's what was a big this? Problem. What was this issue you had with Final Fantasy Nine today? So Final Fantasy Nine is my favorite final fantasy game um mm-hmm. seven was the game like a lot of people got me into rpgs um mm-hmm. but nine nine is just so like it's it's actually fantasy like it's cute and and all that stuff and and the characters are just the best like they're awesome mm-hmm. i love the game i played multiple times but the trophies on playstation like there's a couple of things in the game that i've never actually tried doing where you can actually beat the game in like 10 hours technically if you just kind of know exactly what to do and when to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get like this special sword way at the, at the very end. Um, and you have, so you have to do that, which is, which is already ridiculous, but basically every single trophy is missable. And in an RPG, like missable trophies are just garbage. So like the only trophy you can actually te- like will get for sure is beating the game. And then just, it requires too many playthroughs. And it's just like, there's a lot of things like there's a lot of like times where you kind of just have to know what you're doing to get the platinum and i've mm-hmm. i've downloaded the game and then uninstalled it numerous times because i love the game so much and i'm like oh, i should just play it but i don't want it to ruin my percentages so oh my so gosh you're it's, ridiculous you're it's ridiculous. also a game i've played like six or seven times in my life so it's not like i really need to play it in fact i have it on vita like i have the ps1 version on my vita that i could just mm-hmm. play and have so mm-hmm. it's it's like I don't need it on my PS4. You know what game has a great trophy list? Mark of the Ninja. Sly Cooper won, and I got it in two days. Yeah, <laughs> Looking I, at my PSN profiles. Yeah, I see. I, I it is easy. I have that one too, actually. I don't like the really quick ones, the ones that you get in like thirty minutes. I'm done with that shit. But mm-hmm. I like the ones you know where you gotta like. Like, if you just play and normally beat it, you get, like, 30 to 40% of it. And then if you really like the game, 
then you can get the rest of them. And I just hate missable trophies. And missable trophies in an RPG are just is just awful. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm starting to not like difficulty scaling trophies too because it's just like I don't have the patience or the time really to play games on like harder difficulties. Um, but there's always exceptions and stuff. I don't know. It's just it's mm-hmm. a gut feeling sometimes. But I've been in RPG mood, so I, I was kind of feeling a Final Fantasy game. But I've, I've moved on, so I don't need to actually. Okay, I'm glad. That's it for Vintage Canadian Game of the Week. Now let's talk about what we've been playing, Steve. We've both been playing one game in particular we'll talk about at the end. But firstly, uh, I've still been playing Persona 5. It's still really weird, and I still like it. I'm almost on the third castle. I hear it's like a 120-hour game, which is absurd. Um, Yeah, it's something I just sort sort of like a TV show. I'm playing on normal or easy. We just sort of, me and my girlfriend, sit on the couch, play for a couple hours. That's that. That's, I think that's the best way to consume that game. Yeah. It, um, see, when I was trying to do that, though, I would just be like, I would just log on, play mm-hmm. an hour. I would, like, hang out with my friend, go shopping, take a test, and then log off. And then I'd be like, what the hell did I just do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you I- can do a, especially if you, like, beat the castle and, like, one or two visits um you can really just have like 30 days of just social hanging out with people which like it's a pretty funny game there's been two two or three times every time i play where i I laugh and uh i think it's well written that's fair and then there's so many other times where you just cringe but yeah yeah and i also played a little apex today still good just want to let people know it's still good and it's still free um (laughs) What was the, I played something? Oh, I played Save today with a bunch of my friends from uh, Ontario. Civilization Five. We're trying to beat it on Deity mode, which is like the hardest difficulty in Civ. Yeah. Um, within like four turns, um, we were all like half the first place person's points. It's bad. We're I don't know what's gonna happen, but we're like gonna play that as we um, try not to go outside or go crazy inside. See what happens. Yeah. What about you? What have you been playing? Are we talking about the embargo game, or are we going? Yes, to we that? are. But after we're done, all all the games. I see. Because we yeah, yeah. Um. So I've been playing Freedom Wars, which is a Vita mm-hmm. RPG. It's basically. A oh, I know that one. one. Yeah, isn't it's, that the uh, one where like you get sent to jail and your sentence is ridiculously long or something? Yeah, you're, yeah. You're sentenced to like a million years, and you basically have to then just play Monster Hunter to reduce it. And I'm at like nine hundred and nine uh, nine hundred nine. Nine nine eight zero zero zero. So I've 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 shaved off like two thousand years or something like that, or, tw- nice. or twenty thousand twenty thousand years. Um, but it, that's like that's just like a humor part of the game because because mm-hmm. looking at the trophies, there isn't a trophy to clear like the gold trophy is to clear half a million. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just like that's just the world you live in. And it's kind of like nineteen eighty four style, but instead of like the Ministry of Love where you just never hear again, you basically just get sentenced these ridiculously long jail times um and it's pretty it's pretty good like it's a fun monster hunter game um it has a lot of like die like monster hunter doesn't have a lot of story and dialogue in between fights i don't know if you ever played those games but there's like no story in monster hunter it's literally just like yo we have this village we need to kill these monsters so we can keep living um freedom wars kind of tries to throw a story in and, and the world's interesting but it's like the battles are that long. They're like 10 minutes long. And then it's like 10 minutes of like loading and story. And I'm just like, eh, like I, the balance is a little off for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
Um, but it's a lot of fun. Like it's a game that I played kind of back in the day and then just dropped for whatever reason and now game back into it. Um, just trying to increase my trophy percentage stuff. I, I want to beat it. I was I, I finished up World World uh, Final Fantasy. Kind of got to the point where I was done with that game. Um, mm-hmm. But just feeling an RPG mood and and then, so I decided like Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, which was a GameCube game, it's coming out in the summer. I, I decided I'm just going to wait for that in terms of like filling my RPG thing. Okay. Um, and then just today I started back up Evil Within Two, which which is good, but it's like these like. I don't, I'm the horror games where like everything's confusing and weird. I like I don't enjoy it as much as like just the straightforward horror games of like zombies or monsters or whatever. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. even within two, you go into this like anibus type of thing, and the world is just like messed up. And like I'm more confused about what's going on than my character, and so I just feel like disjointed. Where I'm just like, why aren't you freaking out about every single thing that you're seeing? Because like worlds are upside down and shit and monsters are weird it's just super it's just it's kind of like when pt came out and i was like and everyone was falling in love with pt and i was just like what even happens in pt like i don't understand what this even is like it's just a baby's crying like i don't i don't get it so it's art steve (laughs) it's obtuse which is funny because that's literally something in evil within two so like son hill and, and these kind of weird like horror games like i don't feel as well but the gameplay is like really fun and tight and stuff like that i love the evil within yeah the, i mean the first one was weird too right so i've only I loved, played the first one i love the the like i really like that game mm-hmm. and i liked but it's just the story i'm just like i don't know what's going on and i certainly don't know what's going on in evil within within two because it's been like five months since i played it last so Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's cool, like it's it's fun game. Like they the gameplay is solid. It's just and the story I'm sure is like interesting to people who like that kind of style of horror, like the Japanese style of horror. But to me, it's just like uh, I don't even I don't even know what is happening here. Like why is this person even dealing with like just just log out? You're just like in a computer simulation that's just gone haywire. I think so. Like I'm just like just get out of here, mm-hmm. <laughs> just log off. So some, some ludo narrative dissonance. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good game. I'm glad, I mean, they're working on something else that's weird. I forget the name of it. That, that one girl introduced it at the last E3. Um, it's like oh yeah. Something or something. Yeah. But she doesn't work there anymore. No, she left. Yeah. Everyone fell in love with her and then she like left. Just, oh, her Twitter is fire. She still has a very active Twitter fan base. Oh, does she? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone is like making art for her and stuff like that. I was like, this is kind of weird, but. What's the next game they're working on? I forget what it's called. Ghostwire Tan- Tokyo. Tangerine. What's the name of the studio? Uh, Tango Gameworks. Tango Gameworks. Um, so Ghostwire Tokyo is more of an action kind of game. So I'm sure it'll just be as weird, but you know, I'm it'll glad be like con- kind of like Control. You know, give me like anime Control vibes. Yeah, and that's and that's how I felt about Control too. Where I was just like, I don't, what's even going on? Like, can someone tell me what the hell is going on in these games? Like, it's I don't think art, Steve. It's all and, about brutalist architecture and uh, America. I don't. I'm not smart enough to, <laughs> to get that. I don't and know. This is this kind of stems from like GameFAQ uh, debates back in the day when it was like Resident Evil versus Silent Hill. Like, mm. um, and I would just Resident like, Evil, obviously. Yeah, Resident Evil. Like, the worst Resident Evil game, core Resident Evil game, which to me is Zero, is better than any Silent Hill game to me. Ooh, uh, I don't know about that. I'm not counting Five five and Six, because they're, like, 
six is bad. Six Resident Evil Six is awful. But yeah. I mean, like of the horror, like Resident Evil games. I like Zero, Resident Evil Zero, which I consider is like the worst of those horror games. Mm-hmm. I like more than any of the Silent Hill games that have come out, and I played two, three, and four. Okay, and okay. and five, I think. Was there a five? They uh, weren't there rumors this week that PlayStation's trying to buy all those licenses from Konami. Yeah, it's like buy like either Sony's trying to buy it or just license or or Konami's just trying to license it or something like that. Like they're trying to move like th- that. Yeah, Castlevania, Metal Gear, and uh, Silent Hill might be a kind of might be more that would be active. that would be huge. Just give them the PlayStation. That's what everyone wants. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but then what'll happen to all of Konami's pachinko machines? Will PlayStation own them now? Well, I'd, I don't think they would sell the rights, or like sell the IP in general. They would just say they would just sell the rights to make the game. So just be like, you can just go make this now. Mm-hmm. Not, but not actually like sell the IP. Like they, Sony wouldn't own Castlevania or Silent Hill. They would just be allowed to like port, like make a game just for their system. Hmm. Who would you want to make it out of all the Sony studios? I mean, the Kojima one is kind of like the most. Like but they don't own Kojima Productions. They don't? No, they don't, which is why it's coming to PC. And, uh, yeah, they only published uh, Death Stranding. Mm. But, yeah, they, but Kojima Productions is independent, which was huge. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know then. I mean, I that the other thing is, I guess, we kind of know what all the studios are doing. Because, like, Naughty Dog is obviously busy, and, and so is mm-hmm. um, Sucker Punch. Um, also, Naughty Dog would never work on something that wasn't theirs. Yeah, exactly. They're they're all um, too stuck up for that. And I mean the um, the Horizon guys are most likely working on Horizon. Horizon too. Zero Dawn, Horizon yeah. One Dawn. Probably that's probably what they'll call it. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll see. I don't know. They might do Sony the Bend. Party thing. You know, you might get like a like another like another team in there that they just kind of it's like a three-way sort of party going on you know? what about what about sony ben they're done with days gone make a, I'm, make I'm a Day, Hill game i'm assuming days gone too is also being no done. please don't I gotta, do that i gotta imagine that right no don't i do mean that. they i mean they worked on days gone for like six years seven years so they gotta be like no you have this no you have this ip in this world and this this engine you're Stop, making shit. please <laughs> you we didn't don't like days gone no, I didn't. I don't need more zombies. I want them to try something else. That's all. That's fair. That's fair. <sighs> all right. Last game we both played this past week, which will push the publish time for this for patrons on Monday to the afternoon so we can hit the embargo. Yeah. Twin Breaker, A Sacred Symbols Adventure from Lilymo Games in Toronto. I think we were both kind of eh on it. Um, you definitely preferred Lilymo's previous works to this one. Yeah, I liked Herbroxia more, and yeah, I'm a little, little mad. My biggest th- issue with the game is I felt like the paddle like physics. It's a brick breaker for people who don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. It's it's a brick breaker with two paddles that you control with each stick, and at oh. one point it becomes four paddles, and you control them with the left stick up and down for one, and right and left for the second, and then the right stick obviously left and right up and down. It's it's a brick breaker. I never got good with the four paddles, by the way. Like, no, I didn't either. You only do it for ten levels, and when that was done, I was like, "Thank God." Um, yeah, my biggest issue with the game, and it's like retro style too, like Cabroxy was. I like the style. I like that there's a little bit of story in there. You don't really see a story in like these brick breaking games. I like brick breaking games. Um, I played quite a few of them, you know, in my day. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I just felt like I didn't have control over the ball. Like the physics of the paddle just didn't really seem to agree with in my head where things should have been going. Mm -hmm. And so when I was trying to get the last couple bricks or just trying to aim a shot, like it wouldn't agree with me. And then I just, I just felt like I didn't have that control. And then, you know, and then just other shit would just happen. Like it would hit blocks and stuff. And then just, I would, I just didn't have control, like full control of the, the paddle and the ball. So I just didn't feel like I was really kind of playing the game so much as just sort of trying not to like, just trying to extend my life in the game. If that makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. So I'm not, yeah. So there's definitely a lot in the game and it's cool that they threw in some, you know, in some of the, um, uh, like there's a lot of lore and, and stuff like that. And it kind of opens up for a sequel and, and whatnot. I like it. I think if you like brick breakers, I think you should give it a shot. Um, but it's not like I, 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 yeah, I liked Hyproxia more. I liked, uh, I didn't play his first game, Perils of Breaking, I think it was called, but, um, I would like to see what they kind of do with the sequel. It was really, it was really just the paddle physics really just kind of messed me up. Yeah. I tend to agree with everything you said. Um, it also, <laughs> the story was so silly. I don't want to say stupid, but the chef's names are greetings and salutations, <laughs> which is like Colin's thing. He says on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, eh. And, uh, but yeah, there were, a few levels I had a lot of fun with. I found most often than not, I was like stuck with two or three bricks at the end and I just couldn't hit them. And then I ran out of time and restarted, which might be an issue with me. Although it felt like more of an issue with the game where I would purposely get it to like leave the screen so I could get it again to shoot it right at the brick. Cause it was such a pain to try and like, uh, it, it, like uh, the, I spent 80% of that game on the last like one or two bricks just trying yeah. to hit them, which yeah. you know wasn't my favorite. But um, every time, like I got like the brick that or the ball that goes through a bunch, that always felt good. I could like, clear the screen really quick. Um, and it was a I like the I like the pixel art style. I don't like the characters; they look weird. They look long. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They didn't Stretchy. really fit with the. It looked like two different games almost. Mm -hmm. Like two different art styles. I mm -hmm. yeah, and I kind of like. I mean, Brick Breaker games are, like, kind of the best when there's just chaos and shit going on. So, you know, when... I think I'm stealing your point here, but, like, when there's two balls going on, on at the yes. same time or four balls or whatever, that's when, like, the game is, like, really cool because you're trying mm -hmm. to move both paddles to, like, kind of protect it. Because they got a good gimmick going on with the two different paddles, like, the, mm -hmm. like the two thins. And four thins at, at, on certain levels. It, blow, it, it really messes with my mind. I was never good at it, but that might be a Steve Crane thing. Um... But and and there are like different modes, so that might be in one of the modes. But for the campaign, I did the new game plus too. Like, I don't think I'm gonna platinum. The thing is, I don't think I'll platinum it because I gotta get you have to get like a certain score on each level to unlock all the like all the dialogue stuff. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think I can get the high score on some of these levels because like because like we were saying, like you don't have full control. So to get like you lose out on time or or whatever, you don't get like yeah, it's a bit of a chance thing to get it. Yeah. So, I I like brick breaking games. I, I mean, mm -hmm. I don't even remember the last brick breaking game that came out because there's not that many of them. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, if they do a sequel or whatever, like hopefully they can tighten up the physics a little bit. Maybe there's something I'm missing. I don't really know. I did play. I did like play and beat it twice because of the new game plus. I also mm -hmm. don't know what the difference of the new game plus was. I didn't really see what it what the difference was. 
Um, I thought the bosses were cool. I thought that they threw bosses in, which was kind of neat. Um, but yeah, yeah. it's, it's, uh, I mean, we don't really do reviews or do scores here, but you know, I would recommend it for people who are a brick breaker or who want just kind of like an indie brick breaking game, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. like give it an overall, like highly recommendation or anything like that. Mm, I think we're both pretty much in agreement about that. Yeah. So yeah, Twin Break Break or sorry, Twin Break Breaker, Twin Breaker colon a Sacred Symbols Adventure, out on uh, PlayStation Vita and PlayStation Four. Uh, check it out if you like Break Breakers, or you're looking for a. I played it mostly just like watching TV because it's just like something you can like zone out to. Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a good it's a good zone out game. I'll say. Yeah, I agree. All right. That's it for this episode of the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to keep the site running and us covering the Canadian Game Dev scene, you can support us over at Patreon.com slash CanadianGameDevs, where backing us will get you early access to the show, a special channel on our Discord, some occasional key giveaways, as well as our undying gratitude. We'd like to thank our top patrons at the end of the episode. So a big shout out to Aaron McLeod, Cody Cormier, Elizabeth Avery, Henel, Jean Leggett, Jeff Shepstone, Jeffrey Canham, Kai Hutchins, M5 Games, Nav from Academy of Games, Nicholas A. Zorko, Pixelnots underscore Alex, and Slaughter Neko. Thank you so much for your support. And thank you for joining me, Steve. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, that's my crying baby still in the background. Um, Stephen L. Crane on Twitter and Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. And then basically Canadian Game Does is where I want you to go, though. Mm-hmm. Yes, go to also patreon.com slash knows And you can find me on Twitter uh, at Stephen Riley, S T E P H A N R E I L O I. And go to knows.com to get all our coverage, jobs, events. Although, don't go to any events, stay inside. Yeah. Get groceries way, if you have to, maintain a meter distance. I, I still have like a lot of games from the Hummel Bundle uh, that, that came out for the Australia Fires. Like, Mm-hmm. Mr. Shifty, Frog Detective, Paper Bank, Quest of Dungeons, The Adventure Pals, like regular human basketball. I got. I don't know any of these games. I don't really want any of these games. So if you want any of these games, just hit me up on Discord and and they can join our Discord. Yeah, join our Discord and and they can be yours. I'm gonna post them to to the Patreons again. So you got a couple of days, but just message me. I got a list of like what I still have. The big games though are, are gone. Like the big like, but, but you know, there's some games in here. So and we're all quarantined. Oh, hell yeah. So get some games. Get some games. Get some games. Stay inside. Play them. And uh, stay safe. Wash your hands frequently. Don't touch your face. Maintain a meter distance. Um, and if you're looking for people to hang out with while you're social distancing uh, via the internet, I play a lot of games. Playing Civ, Apex. I'll play anything. So shoot me a message. Oh, we should play Apex together. We should on PlayStation. So if you want to be our third in a not weird way, in an Apex way, <laughs> then hit us up on Discord. Bye, everyone. <laughs> um yeah thanks everybody that was episode 134 i think 135 god damn i'm just gonna cut that part out